Thank you for hitting the download and subscribe button on iTunes and Google Play. This is Steven Jensen. You're listening to the Fight Talk Podcast. Today, I have Chris Taylor joining the show from BJPenn.com. This is an awesome conversation. I'm really looking forward to you guys listening. Me and Chris are both massive fans of the NFL's Minnesota Vikings. So we start off the conversation talking about them. Because guess what, guys? I don't get a whole lot of opportunity to talk to other hardcore Viking fans. And I definitely don't within like this MMA community on my podcast. So this was awesome for me. I really enjoyed it. And then, of course, we talk about MMA news. Talk a little bit about Chris's background and that kind of stuff. Really cool dude conversation. I know, I know that you guys are going to love. So it's a quick intro, guys. I hope you enjoy it. This is me and Chris Taylor on the Fight Talk Podcast. Hey, Chris. From Manitoba, huh? Okay, Winnipeg, Manitoba. So that's uh, Chris Jericho country if, uh, for the pro wrestling fans out there. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Chris <laughs> yeah. Jericho and uh, the one from Kenny Omega. Yes. Japan wrestling is the, also from Winnipeg. The cleaner. Very, Ironic. very familiar. Very cool. Very cool. Hey, well, so for those of you listening, uh, this is taped, but I'll air it probably later today. Um, I'm on the line right now with Chris Taylor. Uh, I know him from BJPen.com uh, and... From Twitter, basically, uh, this is a really cool episode because I have ve- had very few MMA reporters slash journalists on my show. I've had like Mark Ramondi on here before from MMAfighting.com, a couple others, and this is really cool because you're also a Vikings fan. Uh, so we're going to talk some Vikings, talk a little MMA, but first, Chris, how have you been, man? Uh, I've been good. I've been uh, really busy. Thanks for asking, and of course, thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, there's been some big news in uh in mma and the ufc in uh the past week and uh and i've been traveling i was just in Banff this past weekend uh just to go do some skiing and uh see some friends so it's been busy it's been like a whirlwind this uh this last seven days is just flown by and, and been very frantic <laughs> yes and you said you've been you've been playing hockey like all over the place right yeah so the previous weekend um you know, I just play, I'm an old man, uh, so I just play beer league hockey, but uh, we, we were involved in a tournament uh, south of the border in the States, um, and uh, yeah, it was like, I hadn't played that much hockey since I was probably 13 years old. Uh, we had five games in like, some like 36 hours, it was, it was nuts. Oh my god, dude, I can't even uh, I was, imagine. I was, I, was, I was actually destroyed from that, <laughs> <laughs> dude I, I feel you on that like i just go outside and like throw the baseball around or like the pigskin or something for a little while my 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 fucking you know shoulder sore for like a week now so it's it's pretty uh it's pretty yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so uh, anyway There's man no old. <laughs> i know it's fucking crazy um but so i wanted to start off man just by asking since you are a vikings fan and i don't get too many vikings fans on this show i'm a i'm a lifelong fan myself what are your thoughts on the signing of Kirk Cousins? Um, you know, I, like you, I'm a I'm a diehard Vikings fan. Uh, it's like a seven hour trek, like drive from uh, from Winnipeg to Minneapolis. So I go out at least twice a year to go down for you know uh, for games. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm I'm somewhat excited about Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins. 
Dude, I couldn't agree with you more, Chris. Like, <clears throat> I, I was on that Keenum bandwagon big time throughout the season. And, like, I mean, obviously the one hiccup is, of course, the NFC Championship game where, you know, everything just fell apart. And it's a game that I obviously don't really want to discuss with you because it's like, it's like bringing up 1998 all over again and stuff. Like, it's just, oh, it's man. like, you know, and, and yeah, I grew up. so hard to watch man like yeah that was a that was a really rough one to swallow like even when they lost to new orleans under uh you know with far as the help yeah yeah at least it was close right i mean this was just like you know one win away from making history being the first team to host the super bowl all those good things uh yeah it was that was just it was devastating well and even like you were saying with the new orleans loss like they even, I, I'm not one to make excuses, you know, but it's one of those things that's like, didn't, I, oh, I know Sean Payton got suspended after that. And there was a couple other players too. Like the Saints were hitting Favre illegally. Oh, there was like a whole bunch of shit that went down in that game that shouldn't right. have. That was that bounce. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, with the uh, with the Kirk Cousins stuff and you know the Case Keenum and all that, I I agree with you there too, man. Like, you know, I'm I'm excited for Cousins. I don't know a ton about him. Like, I mean, obviously I've watched him like you know throughout the years with the Redskins, but I never really thought a whole lot of him because the Redskins were never in a you know in a great spot with him. And my main thing with like 
you know, I feel really bad for Teddy Bridgewater. I, I don't think that he deserves to be the starting quarterback based on like, you know, the injury history and kind of what we saw just a little bit of him last year, although that might not be, you know, the, the fairest, you know, way of looking at it. But but yeah. but it's like you you don't know what you're getting with him and but at the same time I just I hate that we we said for basically the last two years, like do what you can, get back on the field, and when you get back, like this job's yours again. And like he worked his ass off, he got back, and then we were just like, Yeah, we're gonna go another direction. I felt I felt kinda of bad about that. Yeah, you know, and I mean I, you know, from a business standpoint I I get it. Uh I'm I'm just happy that he was able to make full recovery. Because he kind of knew that, you know, regardless of what the organization was saying, obviously they were trying to, you know, be behind him and whatever else. But I, I kind of had a feeling that, you know, barring him coming into a game and, like, going, you know, throwing 20 for 22 with three TVs and no picks and looking absolutely spectacular, that he was probably, you know, going to wind up somewhere else. Um, right. But at least, you know, after suffering such a horrific injury I mean at least he's getting the opportunity to play again and uh and the Jets I think it was the New York Jets assigned him I'm I'm just glad that you know he's he's still in the league and that he's going to be able to you know make another run at it um I I think you know in the Vikings defense kind of the time is now right for them uh yeah he got the best defense in the NFL and you know a pretty prolific offense so you know Unfortunately, it's just the nature of the business. It's not, not time to be nice. It's time to like you know go after it and get that get that championship that they've been trying for the their entire uh, <laughs> since they came into the league. So uh, you know I understand it. That's why I understood the move to let go of Keenum in, in favor of Cousins. I mean, it always it's not always the easiest uh, you know things letting those players go. Obviously, like I, like we both said. It was hard to see Keenum go after such a good year, but, you know, time is of the essence, and if they want to win, uh, I, I would say that Kirk Cousins gives them a better chance to do so than Keith Keenum or Teddy Bridgewater. Very good points. And like you said, you know, like Teddy came in and he threw a pick right off the bat. So it was, you know, it was the opposite of him coming in and killing it. So, I mean, I, I'm i with you 100%, man. And is there anything else you want to say about the Vikings or like the the future of the team before we get into a little MMA talk? Because like I said, I I just don't get a chance to talk Vikings at all on this show. This is awesome. Oh yeah, no no worries. That yeah, I mean I'm just I'm I'm super excited. I mean you know the, that new stadium is absolutely gorgeous. Um, you know I I really I honestly think that they uh, they're going to have a legitimate chance at the Super Bowl again this year. Um, you know hopefully. Hopefully, uh, you know, the guys find their groove early. Um, but, yeah, Kirk Cousins seems like a, a really stand-up guy. Um, and, you know, I think Washington, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Washington's defense was ranked like 26 overall. So, you know, he's going to get a lot more uh, opportunities, and, and there'll be a lot less pressure to, like, force the ball um, like he was in Washington. Like, he was always kind of playing from behind, trying to, like, you know, come back, right? Right. And now he should, you know, get more of a chance to settle down. And I, you know, I'd argue that he has a better, better wep- set of weapons in Minneapolis than he did uh, most recently, anyway, in Washington. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think like with guys like, I mean, Harrison Smith, like the safety for the Vikings, and, and uh, 
not as just one, you know, it's one sound football team. So I, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, man, this is the year. Yeah, fingers crossed. Every year is like, I just feel like this is, well, everyone feels like that about their football team, but I feel like we're a little different because we've been through like all these close calls, like all these almost Super Bowl appearances over the last 20 years. Um, all these, it's like basically teams that were like teams of destiny. Like we had like 1998. I lived in Atlanta, Georgia. I grew up in Atlanta. I had to sit there and watch all my friends as Falcons fans just talk trash for, I mean, to this day about Gary Anderson missing that field goal. I, you know, sit, sitting, <laughs> I got to sit around with my buddies from New Orleans talking about how Brett Favre was supposed to win us a Super Bowl and couldn't get it done. Got to sit through this year. Got We got to sit through so much BS and we've never won it. And then like last year, like you said, Team of Destiny, I mean, they were going to play at home, the whole thing. Like our time is coming. It has to be, um, like you mentioned earlier, Dalvin Cook, uh, if he's able to come back, that's something people always forget to mention. I'm glad you brought him up because he was looking great uh, before he got hurt. And then, uh, oh, just amazing. yeah. And then we even have guys like Jarek McKinnon, who actually went to my college. Uh, he was the quarterback at my, my school, Georgia Southern, when I went to school. And he just wound up on the bike. He's probably the best player that ever went to my college. And it's cool to see him just kind of working as like, just wherever they need him. Like they need a backup running back. He's there. They need someone to run a screen. He's there. They need someone to block. He's there. So they got like all these extra, even like a guy like Jarius Wright, who like gets in like once a game, but when he gets in, it's like a 60 yard completion out of nowhere. So like, <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely have, I mean, and you're absolutely right. But Clinton, but yeah, I mean, he's so versatile. He, he just comes in and he, he's such a game changer because he's such a, you know, he's not, oh, he just does this. He, he can do so many different things. So it just, anytime he enters the game, it really kind of changes things up, right? For the defense anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Big time, man. Awesome stuff. Um, so Chris, on the MMA side, man, um, I wanted to ask you what what got you into kind of like the reporting, like journalism side of MMA. I know obviously you have uh, some sort of relationship with BJ Penn. You work with BJPenn.com. You mentioned you watched the Vikings with him and your father recently. Um, how did all this get started for you? Uh, it was it was a while back. Now I'm trying to think of how many years. I, I was doing kickboxing and. Uh, you know, I got to uh, to uh, to a exhibition bout with uh, a guy that came up, uh, a martial arts exhibition bout with a guy that came up from the state, and he had wrestling. Uh, I don't think he really had jujitsu, but uh, but anyway, it was like the most humbling experience of my life. Um, and so I knew that I needed, like, if I wanted to pursue, uh, you know, my uh, journey into mixed martial arts, that I would need to uh, get some wrestling experience. And up in Canada, it's not like in the U.S. where there, you know, there's wrestling in, in high school and, and that sort of thing. Um, we don't have wrestling uh, at whatsoever, really. So uh, I ended up going down to Minneapolis and training at a gym called Ambition MMA, which was run by Joey and Jake Clark, who were twin brothers, um, former NCAA Division One wrestling champions. Um, and it just so happened, like, uh, while I was I was out there for a while, and uh, so we got to know each other pretty well, and uh, you know it just kind of came up in conversation. They were, figured that George St. Pierre would be my favorite UFC fighter due to uh, you know the whole Canada thing, and and I kind of told them like, no, no, actually I don't really like George at all. I'm I'm a BJ guy, and they were like, no way, like we're his wrestling coaches and, and this and that. And wow. The first. 
That's absolutely amazing. Uh, do you do you currently reside in Hawaii, or are you in the states, or where where are you? Like, where's like your home base currently? I'm, I am in Winnipeg. Is my home base? Okay. Uh, gotcha. It's not my desired home base, but it is my home base. <laughs> I, I do go to Hawaii uh, a couple times a year and go visit BJ and and uh, do do stuff out there. Um, but unfortunately, it is not my home. I was gonna say that's quite a that's quite a change of pace, right? Going from Hawaii to Canada is gonna be uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> a little different. To, to get the press quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because like you hear these stories about like Brock Lesnar, for instance, who you know moved from North Dakota to you know a colder part of Canada just to get away from people and stuff like that, which is just insane to me. Um, <laughs> oh, but that reminds me, I actually when we. When I stop recording this, I do have uh, possibly a little scoop for you that you might be able to use um, that I don't want on the record, but I will tell you about that okay, here. for sure. Yeah. That's always appreciated. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, trying to think. So, like, so did you have any kind of, like, background in, like, in reporting, journalism, like, PR work, anything like that? Was it something you were interested in beforehand or something that just wound up working out really well for you because... You were a big fan of BJ Penn. 
you uh, were able to, you know, you were into the sport, you liked to train, and things just kind of fell into place, and, and you found yourself in this career? Yeah, sort of. I mean, I had done um, work writing, um, and, and it was uh, it was just kind of like a freelance thing for uh, different outlets for hockey and, and some NFL um, prior to working with PJ. Um, but, but yeah, kind of getting into the whole MMA industry thing like I'd never done reporting per se before and or, or PR work it was just kind of things that like you know I, I was just I can't stress enough how fortunate I was just to kind of like have BD you know open the door for me and and introduce me to a lot of the people and 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 give me a job doing these different activities um, you know which really kind of opened my eyes to how, how the whole business operates and well, and you obviously like your credibility is incredibly important, and you're a very credible source. Like I, I source you often when I'm like, because I'm I'm kind of like a secondhand reporter. It, like I, I work with a uh, an MMA YouTube channel called MMA on Point that does like high quality, high production UFC list videos and uh, weekly chats and stuff like that. And I try to keep up with the news for those guys. And you're usually the first person, you, Ariel Hawani, Mark Ramondi, those kind of guys, you're always on my list of like, let's see what Chris is saying, let's see what Ariel is saying, let's see what all these guys are saying. And that, I mean, that is... Well, that's, uh, that's great company to be in. Oh, well, it's, it. absolutely, and it's because you do a good job. And then that, and I wanted to compliment you as well as uh, BJPen.com because uh, historically speaking, I'm just going to be honest, there have been times in the past that I've gone on BJPen.com and been either confused by by the article or like maybe it comes out and like maybe it wasn't 100% accurate or whatever it was. I was always like, gosh, I don't know if I can trust BJPenn.com because you, you see stuff come out sometimes from like like Cyborg's website or like Jay Shield's website. Sometimes it's just like, where where where's this coming from? But ever since I've seen your name attached with the things that you're attached to, whenever I see your name pop up on BJPenn.com, I, I know that it's legitimate and I know that you've told me uh, indirect messages before that the website as a whole has really stepped it up as of late. So, I mean, congrats to you guys, because I think you're doing a great job over there. Well, I appreciate that. And I mean, it's, it's kind of funny that you, you said you brought up uh, Cyborg or Jake Seals, because, you know, obviously, and, and I'll be the first to admit, BJPen.com, um, you know, back in the day, uh, and I'm talking like, you know, five years ago, and then probably to its, um, origination, you know, was definitely suspect uh, in not only the credibility, but uh, obviously um, there was other issues with sourcing and, and content and all sorts of, uh, you know, different things. And, um, you know, the, the guy that was running the website uh, back then is now the guy that runs all those different fighters mm. uh, that MMA imports. So yeah. he's on, it makes sense because it all, uh, it all looks... Uh,
everything that you're going to see on the website is valid, whether it has my name on it or not. Uh, you know, these people are all professional and they all know what they're doing. And so, uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a long road to kind of get to where we are, but uh, but I think uh, people are starting to realize now that you know you can come to BJPen.com not only for exclusive fighter interviews and, and exclusive video content, but we are also breaking um, you know as much news in my opinion as most of the other major outlets, uh, and in some cases I would say more. Um, I think uh, you know this year alone. Uh, you know, we've had some huge fights that uh, myself or Tom have been able to uh, uh, break, and, and and that's definitely uh, spearheaded the, you know, the, the run that we're currently on. Um. Yeah, I'm on the website right now. I mean, it, it looks great. I'm on, like, the, the uh, desktop mode. I'm usually on the run and off my phone, but I'm looking at the desktop mode right now, and everything looks great. This this is a this is a good looking yeah, website, Chris. We recently uh, we recently changed things up, um, and you know, so yeah, I, I agree. I think it looks uh, it it looks phenomenal now, and you know, now there's you can, there's different options to to go see different uh, you know avenues of what we're doing. I mean, there's uh, one of the cool things is BJ's doing that BJJ with BJ, uh, where fans tweet in like different moves they want him to show and then he's posted videos on, on how to do, you know, uh, whatever, a Goga Plata or Oma Plata or, you know, how to secure a rear naked choke while dropping one arm and all these different uh, uh, cool moves and, and, and it's something unique uh, to the website. And so there's a lot of different unique content uh, on there. And I definitely encourage everybody to, you know, go check it out, especially people who, you know, used to have a, or, or still do have a poor opinion of the website, um, you know, go take a quick gander and uh, probably change your mind. Um, yeah, and I also want to thank you for, you know, kind of, I felt like I was kind of taking crazy pills, like when I was looking at these other websites that we mentioned, like the Chris Cyborg and that kind of stuff, and it's good to know, like, okay, these, they are all done kind of by the same people, which I, which, because yeah. they all look the same. Cyborg's not with them. Cyborg's not with them. She she was originally. She's no longer with them. I she has her own website going. She was actually um, promoting some of our stuff for a while there, uh, but now she's uh, you know obviously she's very successful, um, the most feared woman on the planet, right? So uh, she is. Uh, she's decided to start her own uh, news outlet. So uh, you know uh, I don't think that gentleman has anything to do with it, uh, which is a good thing for her. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, he can find, I know Brandon Vera, Jake Shields, and Kat Zingano, Uriah Faber, um, not on his Twitter, but on his Facebook. And there's Beck Rollins. I don't know. I've seen, it's amazing how many people are subjecting themselves to that. But, uh, you know, I guess it, it, in fairness, uh, they do pay them. Uh, they do pay the fighters to, to put up that uh, kind of TMZ MMA stuff on there. So, um that's a slippery slope, though, isn't it? To like attach your name to that, like without like credible news. You know what I'm saying? Like, isn't that isn't that? Oh no, it wouldn't be something I'd recommend. But I, <laughs> you know, I guess uh, especially for someone like Faber, like I can understand maybe like a Beck Rollins or right. a Cat Zingano. You know, Zingano had a bit in action for a while, so you know, a little supplement come from somewhere else. But uh, but when you're someone like Uriah Faber, who's you know very successful individual, I, I don't know why you would 
right <laughs> exactly um oh, i wanted to ask you man you being as close to bj as you are uh do you think he's got that itch to come back and fight still because i i mean i'm sure like it's ingrained him in him he's he's a warrior he's a fight he's one of the best of all time i mean he's, he's bj penn of course I'd imagine he always has the itch, but do you get the sense that he actually will come back and fight in professional MMA at some point again? Um, you know, I was asked this question. I, I was on uh, the MMA industry uh, podcast with James Lynch, mm. and he, uh, of course, finished the show asking me that, and I get, you know, everybody kind of wants to know that, but I really don't know. Like, I, I, and I, that's, I, I told him no, um, but it depends on the money. Right. I mean, I, I've talked to BJ and I know BJ, like the last time I was in Hawaii and I, so I did this interview with James shortly after that. There was no way I would have ever thought that BJ would fight again. He seemed like comfortable and cool with where he was at and what he'd done. And I, you know, but put it this way, I would say if the UFC is to do a card in Hawaii, you know, that would, if there was anything to bring him back, that would be it. I, I don't think, I don't think like, you know, no matter how big of a nemesis it is or, or whatever, I don't think there's like a trilogy boat or, or, you know, a rematch that would necessarily bring him back out of retirement. But I think, you know, if the, if the UFC goes to uh, Honolulu and you put on a big event there, you know, I would, I would guess that BJ would want to be a part of that. Well, do you know anything more about them going to Hawaii? Because obviously I've heard the rumors and I saw the UFC like publicly saying that they wanted to do it. And of course, you know, we have Max Holloway fighting Brian Ortega, uh, I would imagine fairly soon, uh, and no better person to bring to Hawaii than Holloway right now. Right. Like, so is, is that something that, is, sorry, what was that, Chris? awesome to hear um do you, that uh aloha stadium is, how many uh seats is, is in there 
between like 60 to 80. Oh, wow. It's a, it's a big. Even on the, the low side, I, I might not even be uh, correct, but I'm just going off of, you know, I'd assume it's as big as like, you know, the Vikings new stadium, which I believe holds just under 70,000. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, you see some of those other schools like Ohio State and, and whatever and how many people that they hold more than an NFL stadium or most NFL stadiums. So, uh, you know, I'd, I'd assume Aloha Stadium has a, a large amount of seats anyway. So is that where... One massive event. <laughs> is, is that where Hawaii's football team plays? Is this... Like, where... Yes, okay, yeah, okay. The college team. The college University team, okay. Hawaii. Okay, I'm just double-checking, because I, I was just thinking, I was like, why would they have a... Oh, of course. They've got a college football team out there yeah. that's really big. Um, is that... Is, is uh, like, local interest the only reason they haven't gone like I, it's surprising to me that the UFC has never done an event in Hawaii this whole time I think uh, most of it comes down to whether like Dana White uh, has kind of said publicly when he was you know saying that they weren't going to Hawaii the reason was because it's always raining right uh, I don't think it's anything to do with local interest um, you know uh, when BJ used to put on the Rumble on the Rock or um, like K1 events he had something to do with putting on those events anyway um you know those always did huge and and got a you know a a big audience and and everything else and like uh bj has um that just scrap promotion um where it's all local and it's like a regional circuit for hawaii a regional fighting circuit but i mean that those events get big turnouts like you know the warrior spirit is is uh very much prevalent in Hawaii and uh, and they definitely the people definitely get behind uh, those athletes that are fighting and so um, you know I think it would be a ruckus crowd uh, to say the least and I don't think they'd have any problems drawing interest because uh, you know the islands are only so big and somehow they've generated you know some huge stars uh, like BJ Penn and Max Holloway and and most recently Anthony Medeiros has been you know, definitely making waves. So, uh, yeah, I think it would, uh, I think an event there, barring, you know, no rain, would be very successful. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I I think that would be absolutely incredible. I think it's long overdue, and, you know, it's something that I think would be absolutely incredible, like I said. Even even if BJ weren't weren't to be fighting on the card, just the, the reception you would get, like, just when they show him on the screen, walking into the building and stuff, I mean, it would just be, such a cool celebration of like Hawaiian fighters, like Hawaiian MMA, especially for a guy like BJ who like, because people, I don't think people quite understand, you know, for fans like, like us, you know, who, who have followed it for as long as we have, like BJ Penn became a legend really before the sport went mainstream. Like he, he was a mainstream star, like when it became big too, but like he was one of the few guys that he was fighting anybody at any weight, anytime, anywhere, any place. And he was a legend before it even went mainstream. So like the, the, the more, I guess, celebration we can get of his career, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, and I, I would agree. And I think, you know, I mean, to me, it would be, you know, personally, I, I really wouldn't want to see DJ fight again. Well, I'm, in, I'm in the um, same know, boat I, to be fair. A lot of his fights. Yeah. Probably like you know, there's nothing really left to prove. I don't think BJ's gonna make a run at 
lot of the newer fans to the sport might not know, like, but yeah, I mean, BJ fought Leota Machida at heavyweight, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> this guy, you know, fought the very best of the best and never, never picked fights. If someone said, oh, hey, I want to fight BJ Penn, BJ was always like, let's do it. Like, it didn't matter if it was a light heavyweight, a heavyweight, a middleweight. He, he was game, and it was because he solidly believed that he was the best. Um, and, you know, uh, nowadays, you don't see too many people um, that are willing to do that. I mean, you know, there are some guys that will move up and wait and take on different challenges, but they'll, they'll be selective in who they fight, right, or, or whatever. Like, BJ never picked a fight. It was never like, oh, this is a good matchup for me. He was always like, you know, it'd be some killer kind of making a comment, and he would be just willing to fight that person. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, there, was, there, was, there was several occasions where he's like, oh, you know, he was talking about, oh, he was going to fight Cole Miller, and then somehow that turned into, like, yeah, Rodriguez or something, and then I was like, what just happened? He's like, oh, I yes. can do it, you know, and I, I'm thinking, uh, as a friend, I'm like, you know, like, I think Cole Miller's a better fight, and he's like, nah, yeah, you know, like, they want me to do yeah, and, and Peter just didn't care, because he's, he believes that he can beat anyone, right? And so, it didn't matter if this matchup seemed more favorable on paper, he was, he's a fighter's fighter, he just, he fights for, you know, pride and honor, so... Yeah, and that was... There's no sway in his opinion. <laughs> right, well, I mean, you've got to be a fighter's fighter to be where where BJ is in his career right now and, and just basically just blindly be like, yeah, I'll fight anybody, including a guy, Yair Rodriguez, who's a young, a young up-and-coming guy who's got such a bright future. And, you know, I wanted to ask you, you know, you were mentioning just a second ago, you know, like, BJ's the kind of guy who will fight anyone, like we just said, but there are a lot of... Uh, a lot of things going on right now in the sport of MMA where, uh, you know, people are switching weight classes. People want super fights. People want the money, like whatever this case is. It's it's, it's straying away for the most part, in my opinion, ever since the WMEIMG purchase. And everyone always talks about this. It's becoming more and more of an entertainment company. Um, I'm a huge WWE fan. I've I've been a pro wrestling fan my whole life. I cover pro wrestling. I absolutely love it. I'm, I'll be watching 15 live hours of pro wrestling from today Tell Thursday in Nashville. Love it. But that's pro wrestling and that's sports entertainment. Mixed martial arts being a, a true sport, it's it's odd to me to watch the shift lately of like the contenders, the best fighting the best, switching to more of picking your spots. What what's kind of been your opinion on on this and like all these interim titles and all this stuff that we've been seeing lately since uh really more so since the purchase? Uh you know, I mean you know, and this is no knock on what this guy's done. Obviously, he's uh, proven to be uber successful, but, like, the UFC created their own monster in Conor McGregor. That's my uh, opinion. Um, yeah. They let the guy kind of do what he wanted, and now he basically runs their show. Um, and, you know, other fighters kind of saw what Conor was doing and or what, what he's able to do, and... You know, and and he's getting paid such a significant amount compared to anyone else that uh, when he fights, and, and rightfully so because he's such a massive draw. But it, you know, now everybody wants a piece of that pie, right? Uh, right. So, you know, uh, it, it is what it is because you know, and I I can find like you know when people people will scold. See Tyrone Woodley, uh, like, oh, how how dare he ask for a super fight? It's like, well, you know. In 
Lawley, like, he went out and just ruined Robbie Lawler in one round. Then he took a fight uh, with the number one contender, who is Stephen Thompson, arguably the best striker in all of MMA. They went to a majority draw, right? Yep. So they rematched. He had to fight him again. Then he defeats him via majority decision. Then they pit him up against, you know, an, another top contender, uh, a guy that was, like, I think he'd gone on a seven-fight win streak in Damian Maia. Best submission game in the in MMA, arguably. And he defeats him. And this is all in a span of 12 months, right? Um, and then, you know, he kind of hints that he might want, uh, you know, a money fight or, or whatever. And people just slam him for it. But, you know, it's like, it, it's hard for me to see that and be like, well, how many people not slam, like, you know, Connor has never defended any of his belts. Right. right. Never mind against the top contender, right? Sure, yeah, he beat Eddie Alvarez. Sure, he uh, beat Jose Aldo. But, like, you know, there's still a handful of matches uh, that he didn't have. Um, and yet, you know, I'm sure if he used to come back, you know, Khabib would probably be a big money fight now uh, if he beats Ferguson. So, but other than that, I, I, if he doesn't fight one of those two guys, you know, it's probably going to be GSP at like 165 or something, right? Like he'll right. get another super fight that's going to pay him a super amount of cash or or what have you. And uh, I just think, uh, you know, the, the UFC allowed all this to happen. And, uh, you know, it is what it, like Max Holloway said, it is what it is now. <laughs> right. Dude, yeah, it, it, I agree 100%, man. Like, it's it's one of those things where the the sport's never seen a star as big as Connor. So, like, they obviously the UFC was in a, in a position where they wanted to push this guy into the mainstream. They wanted to make him as big as humanly possible. But he was also the first guy, and I guess Ronda Rousey kind of to a similar extent, that actually became bigger than, like, the sport of MMA. And, like, you know, especially amongst the casual fans' perception. Like, I think most people... In most households, it's a household name, Conor McGregor. Everyone knows who he is. Even people that I talk to that have never watched mixed martial arts don't even know what it is, really. I say Conor McGregor, and they're like, oh, that's the guy who boxed Floyd Mayweather, right? And it's like, everyone knows who this guy is. So the amount of leverage he has is just really unheard of in, in MMA. Um, but but at the same point, like like you just said, we got guys like Khabib and Tony, and I could see Conor fighting... Uh, Tony, if Tony beats Khabib, because I think it's a favorable a favorable matchup for Connor. I think it's a it's a more winnable fight for Connor. I think Khabib murders him if they fight. I think he's going to do everything he possibly can to not fight Khabib. And I don't know what if Khabib beats Tony. What do you think Connor does? Like, do you think he actually fights Khabib, or do you think he pushes for a Nate Diaz? Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, Connor is, you know, I mean, you know, and again, this is not, I'm not trying to take a shot at Connor. Connor is very smart. And, oh, 100%. Uh, I think he's going to go for the biggest, biggest payday. I mean, maybe that'll end up being uh, a super fight with Mark St. Pierre. And maybe he won't. Maybe he'll just let go of the 155 division. Like, maybe he just won't care, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know anything for certain. I mean, but the guy doesn't have to do anything, right? And, and and I believe that. 
that for sure. Like I, I would never put Connor as the greatest lightweight of all time or the greatest featherweight of all time. Not a chance. I don't care if he knocked Jose Aldo in one second. Like the the things all those resume and his his uh, you know accolades, amount of title defenses and and huge victories. I mean, you know, there's no comparison in in my opinion, right? I mean, so you know, that's just something that Connor's gonna have to live with. That there's always gonna be the people that say, okay, well, you know, he was a champion or whatever, and then good for him. But it, you can't really quote him as being the greatest at anything yet, right? Right. Because uh, he hasn't done the streaks to to justify such a thought. I mean, and again, that's just my opinion. But sure, and it's the opinion of of a ton of fans out there. I mean, there's a lot of people that are very frustrated that he's never defended any of his belts because you know a lot of mma fighters will say you know obviously no one's saying that anyone's just getting lucky i mean if you land a punch on somebody land a punch on somebody like as far as i'm concerned every mma fight there's never a lucky winner um but even the highest level mma guys will say like on any given night we can beat each other like especially if you're in the top five the top ten uh and 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 it's like and for connor to get where he's at but never actually defend and like really solidify himself against any of the other contenders is like it's like you said you can't you can't say he's the best at these weight classes because there's been guys swimming in the wake just waiting for these opportunities that could very conceivably beat him if they just, just don't get the chance to even try right exactly and i mean you know there's the old saying that you know you're not a, a true champion until you defend your belt. And I mean, not to say that I, I solemnly believe that. I believe like you know when he beat Jose Aldo, Aldo was the kingpin, right? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like when BJ Penn beat Matt Hughes uh, the first time at UFC 46. It's like, okay, you know, you beat the guy, so that's you know that's to me is legit. But I mean, uh, at a when it was Eddie Alvarez, I don't. I think Eddie had just won a title. He'd never defended it. So, okay, you beat Eddie Alvarez. But, like, you know, and, and no disrespect to Eddie, obviously one of the best lightweights of all time, uh, regardless of UFC, just all time in general. Um, but, I mean, you know, it wasn't the same scenario as beating Aldo, who was, you know, this long-time kingpin of the division. Like, Eddie Alvarez just won the title, um, you know, and, and then he lost it, right? So, Not, not yet. Yeah, maybe he'll surprise us and all of a sudden he'll become incredibly active. But like you said, he really has no need to because he has, oh, at least not yet. Because we don't, I don't know how he, how he is with his money. Um, he's made a lot of it in a very short amount of time, but it looks like he likes to spend it also. So, uh, who yeah, knows? There's a lot of nice watches on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Oh, Chris. Hey, man. So I've taken up about 45 minutes of your time. I appreciate this so much. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say before we get out of here? And then I'm going to keep you on for just a minute to tell you that uh, that other stuff off the record. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, you know what? I, I appreciate you having me on. Um, I guess if I, I'm going to spit on anything, it's just, you know, go check out bjpen.com. And uh, and if uh, if you're not already doing so, follow me uh, on Twitter at uh, ctaylor, spelled C-T-A. Y L O R underscore ninety six. Uh, I I pride myself on 
on uh, trying to break a lot of, uh, you know, key fights in the UFC. So uh, if you give me a follow, you might get get to see a couple of those, and uh, and that's about it. Skull Vikings. Yo, Skull Vikings, absolutely. And and just one last kind of piece of endorsement from me uh, to Chris for the listeners. Uh, if you aren't already following him, definitely do on Twitter because, I mean, you you broke, what, two, three huge news stories just in the last week or so. I mean, you were, I believe, the first guy that I saw talking about uh, the Khabib and Tony match being for uh, for the the championship and then, you know, the Connor news. Like, you're you're such a great source of news. People need to be following you, and you're constantly breaking stuff. Like, even just last week, a lot of new stuff. So definitely go out there and check out Chris. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, and uh, some of those, I mean, it was it was just a, a crazy week, like I said. I mean, the welterweight division was at a standstill for so long, and now suddenly, you know, obviously the champion's still out until uh, figuratively July and Tyro Woodley, but I mean, now we're going to have a, an interim welterweight title fight between Dos Anjos and Colby Covington, and obviously a, a really key uh Fight, uh, welterweight fight between Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, Darren Kelly, UFC Liverpool, and uh, I think Calwani announced uh, both Pontinibio fighting uh, tomorrow. Usman, there's just a lot of great, uh, you know, welterweight news that just kind of all came out within 48 hours, and uh, I was lucky to just uh, be able to get the scoop on a couple of those. So. Well, you're the man, Chris, and thank you once again for coming on the show, buddy. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, thank you once again to Chris Taylor for coming on the show today, and thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit the subscribe button on iTunes and Google Play, and please leave a five-star rating and a review of the show. It helps the podcast out a lot. It really does. I know I say it all the time, but it is the truth. Just so you know the reason behind that, it's as simple as this. If I get more ratings and I get more reviews, it's more likely that more people will find the podcast. So, if there's other fans like you who like MMA and like pro wrestling and they're searching for new web or new websites, new podcasts to listen to, they have a better chance of coming across this one and we can help grow a community of fans. That's simple. And if you want to help support the podcast even more than you already do just by listening to the show, which I obviously greatly, greatly appreciate everybody who listens. I have some merchandise available at whatamaneuver.net. That is whatamaneuver.net. Got a couple different designs for you, and basically anything that you buy on that website goes right back into the show, and that mainly helps me get out to events to be able to cover events, to be able to interview wrestlers, interview MMA fighters, uh, form those connections that I need to form to make this show better for me and for you guys as listeners. Because as I've said many times, I will never charge you guys to ever listen to this show. This show will always be free. But it helps me out and helps bring more content by having a little extra money to get to some of these shows when I do these live interviews. Um, as a matter of fact, today I was actually at a pro wrestling uh, show. It was, a, it was a TV tapings for a company that I'm not allowed to talk about. Nobody at the show is allowed to talk about. We had to sign non-disclosure agreements and the whole deal. But that's just to say, you know, I was able to not have to do anything today but record this podcast and go out to that show today. And it's going to bring more content for you guys because I talked to some people at the show that I was at and I'm going to have some new guests for the show soon for the, for the podcast for some great interviews for you guys. So uh, that's how it all works out. Being very transparent, that's how it works. So I really appreciate any support I get on 
whatamaneuver.net and like I said, downloading and subscribing to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere else you can find it. It helps out so much. And I really can't thank you guys enough for all the support throughout the years uh, and just by listening to this show like the show today and any other episode you've ever listened to. I really can't thank you guys enough. I, I love everybody who enjoys this show. Anybody who hates it too. If you don't like the show, feel free to tell me. I can take constructive criticism, I promise. If you want to give me a follow on Twitter, my Twitter is at fighttalk underscore. That's at F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. And I have a Facebook group. Just search Fight Talk Podcast. Should pop right up. And as far as me, that's everything I need to say. I want to give some shout outs to my sponsors and we will get on out of here. First, I want to talk about Heroes and Legends. Heroes and Legends is a pro wrestling collectible and memorabilia company. They specialize in action figures, vintage magazines and programs, DVDs, autographed memorabilia, and other unique pro wrestling memorabilia. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at HL Pro Wrestling. They are a great company. They're run by very nice people and they do fair business. Can't ask for anything more. Also, I want to give a shout out to Brian Jensen. Brian Jensen is a USA boxing instructor. He is a cornerman for professional boxers. He's a personal trainer. He can help you out in many, many ways. Just get you into better shape, learn self-defense, polish up existing skills, or if you just need a new, you know, new pair of eyes. You know, there's a lot of fighters out there who get kind of stuck in the same rut of doing the same thing for their training all the time. Sometimes it's nice to have a new set of eyes just come in, see what you do, and maybe give you a couple tips, pointers, or just whatever it is, just just some new technique, some new strategies, some new game plan, whatever. I mean, just a little bit of help. It never hurts to get another set of eyes on you. And Brian Jensen can help you with that. He's very easy to get a hold of, and he's super active on social media. So the best way to get in touch with Brian Jensen is to go on Instagram and give him a follow at Atlanta Boxing Coach. That's all spelled out as one word, Atlanta Boxing Coach, and just hit him up. He will work something out with you. He's from the Atlanta, Georgia area, but he can help you from anywhere. So hit him up, get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Brian Jensen is the guy for you. Last but never least, WrestleRumble.com is the place to be for fantasy pick'em contests if you're a pro wrestling fan like myself. I absolutely love these contests. WrestleMania is right around the corner. I'll be there live in New Orleans. Can't wait. Going to be a great week. A lot of cool stuff. And that's just to go back to the whatamaneuver.net stuff, just to be completely honest. I was able to make a little money off whatamaneuver.net. That's helping get me not only to New Orleans, but I have some interviews lined up at New Orleans for some stuff you guys are going to love hearing. So I can't wait for that. Um, I'll be in New Orleans for WrestleMania. And I hope to see you guys there. If you're there too, shout me out. If you see me, I would love to meet some people. It's never a bad thing to meet more pro wrestling fans. But as far as uh, WrestleRumble.com is concerned, you want to jump on there because their WrestleMania Pick'em Contest is live right now, and the top prize is $1,000 cash. And you heard me right. one zero zero zero, one thousand dollars $1,000 cash. And that's not the only prize. There's a lot of prizes on the line. And they're also doing a Pick'em Contest for NXT TakeOver New Orleans. So jump on there right now. There's going to be a whole bunch of questions about the shows. You fill it out. You give your two cents on what do you think is going to happen. And you win huge cash, huge prizes. The top prize for the NXT um, Pick'em Contest, by the way, is a replica NXT Championship belt 
Plus, there's a lot of MVP points on the line, which is an ongoing contest with the winner of the MVP contest winning $1,500, $1,500. So jump on there right now, win some major cash and some major prizes for basically picking what you already know, right? If you're a pro wrestling fan, you're telling your friends right now who, what's going to happen at WrestleMania, what's going to happen at NXT, you already know, right? Jump on WrestleRumble.com. It's that simple. Put your money where your mouth is and win cash and prizes. Once again, WrestleRumble.com. Make sure to stay up to date with all of their contests on Twitter at WrestleRumble. You know what? One last shout out this week now that I'm thinking about it. Shout out to Paul Heyman. If you ever listen to this, Paul Heyman, thank you very much for retweeting my latest article about you inducting Bill Goldberg into the WWE Hall of Fame. That's helped me out tremendously. Uh, a lot of new people reading my stuff. Thank you very, very much. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, I contribute articles to DailyDDT.com, which is powered by Fansided.com. And I just basically, that's it. That's what it is. I write articles for him and Paul Heyman happened to see my article, liked it enough to retweet it. And then he shared it on his Facebook page as well. So there's a lot of people hitting me up saying, you know, a lot of people don't like my writing. A lot of people like my writing. It's kind of like this podcast, but either way, he really helped get my name out there as a writer. And that's something I greatly appreciate because it's something I honestly never thought I'd be doing. So once again, shout out to Paul Hammond. And uh, just once again, to you guys, if you like reading articles, if you like listening to podcasts, that's awesome. But if you also like the uh, the written content, I'm writing a lot of articles now, uh, multiple articles a week at dailyddt.com. So please check that out. And that'll do it. I've been Steven Jensen. I've got a lot of really cool interviews and podcasts coming up for you guys. I don't know which one's going to be next timeline wise, but there's going to be a lot of stuff coming the next few weeks. So until then, I will see you soon.